Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to 3C Amplified. I'm your host, Jacqueline Destremps, and I'm here to highlight the businesses, nonprofits, and individuals collaborating to amplify their impact in the community. This series is sponsored by Another Hand Advantage, where we create marketing strategies for community-minded small businesses and nonprofits who want to amplify their impact by taking the stress out of digital marketing. Joining me in the studio today is Leanne Leonard, Executive Director with Uagua Free of Food and Clothing Bank, and Terry Tucker, Director of Palm Valley Church and Community Impact. Welcome, ladies. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thanks for being here today, and thank you for making the trek out this way. Both of your organizations are located in the West Valley in Avondale or? Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. Goodyear. We're in Goodyear. Yep. Yeah. Avondale and Goodyear. So, yeah. So, thank you for making the way out here today. Hopefully, not too much traffic coming out. I actually live in Phoenix. So, I oh, came okay. from Phoenix today. Oh, okay. So, not too bad at all. Oh, good. good. <laughs> I came from Verado and the even with the construction, it wasn't too bad. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Was good. <laughs> well, great. So let's go ahead and kick things off. Um, Leanne, why don't you just tell me a little bit about um, yourself and then obviously Aguafria Food Bank, how you started working there and, and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So about three and a half years ago, I was hired as the executive director of the Aguafria Food and Clothing Bank. Prior to that, I had worked in higher education. I was the director of business programs for Ottawa University for eight. Um, I had worked for them for eight years. And uh, the last few years I was there, I was full-time faculty and, and working with the business students. And was really enjoying that, but knew that my heart was really in nonprofit and was looking for a job where what I did every day, I knew I was making a difference in somebody's life. And the direction and, and the path that I took kind of led me to the food bank. And when I took a tour there and started talking to people, I just knew that I had something to offer. I knew that I had a unique set of skills and that I could make a difference in the organization and move it forward. And so I took the job three and a half years ago. It's been challenging, but it's been exciting. It's been fun. We've made a lot of forward progress in three and a half years. And I absolutely can say that my goal of knowing that every day when I go to work, I've impacted somebody's life and made a difference for somebody. Uh, I accomplish that absolutely every day at the Agua Fria Food and Clothing Bank. So I've also had the pleasure as the director there of meeting so many amazing people on the West Side. I'm a native of Arizona, but I really wasn't that familiar familiar with the West Side, the businesses, the churches, the people. And it's just been so fun over the last three years of getting to engage with new people and different organizations and make new connections and draw people into the food bank that maybe have lived or worked or been around that area and still had no idea that we existed. So right. it's just been a pleasure to get to spread the word about the food bank that's been there for so long. So, mm -hmm. Oh, great. Terry, tell us a little bit about yourself and your involvement with Palm Valley Church and the Community Impact Program. I've been at Palm Valley Church for about seven years and have bounced around in various volunteer positions. And then two years ago, they offered me the Director of Local Missions at Palm Valley Church and Community Impact. I've loved it there. I do that. I come from a background of business. Um, I own my own software company, and about two years ago, I semi-retired, so it gives me that 
semi. Opportunity. Semi. <laughs> semi. <laughs> semi, yeah, semi-retired. And so it gives you all that extra time now that I can actually volunteer and go to the meetings. And that's where I met Leanne was at one of the, um, well, actually, I met Leanne when we went and asked her to be a partner with us. And it's been awesome because she's gotten me involved in a lot of the local community meetings and things like that, too, that we've been able to go out as community impact and talk to them and get them involved and bring the partnerships together. But I love working with the people and the volunteers is what my forte is. I love getting volunteers together, organizing them and getting them ready to go. Yeah. So tell me then about the community impact program there. How um, how does that operate and what um, what's involved with with the outreach with that program? Community impact came about because we wanted to go out into the community, bring local businesses and other organizations together a lot of businesses and organizations do not want to partner with a church per se, not because they don't want to, but maybe it's in their bylaws or they can't do it for tax right. reasons mm-hmm. or whatever. So we created Community Impact, which is a nonprofit organization, and it allows us, it opens doors into businesses that they can donate to us. They can um, come and partner with us on things. It opens it up so the city officials and everything can partner with Community Impact, or maybe they couldn't partner with Palm Valley Church because if they partner with Palm Valley Church, they've got, you know, 20 other churches right. within mm-hmm. two or three blocks of partnering with. So it's created an environment where we can come together, bring businesses. We've got a lot of businesses, Avondale and Goodyear, that come together. A lot of the organizations like Aquafria Food Bank, the Salvation Army, Care First of Avondale, the Avondale Fire Department. So there's a lot of businesses and organizations. What it does is it gives us more opportunity for funding, it gives us more opportunity to reach a larger audience. Mm-hmm. We do a few projects a year. We can bring in two or 300 volunteers, but uh, last year, one of the projects, the organizations and businesses within the community brought in an extra 200. Wow. So that's saying something when we can bring in that many yeah. volunteers from the community. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. yeah. So then um, you mentioned a little bit how you and Leanne met. Um, mm-hmm. So you were, you met her through a, a meeting with, was it through Community Impact? How did that work out? Well, I was actually at a, a meeting out there as a community collaboration meeting okay. called the Goodyear Faith and Community Roundtable. And one of the pastors from Palm Valley Church was there at the meeting. And after the meeting, uh, we were talking with one another about activities that we were doing in the community and that there was some overlap there. And he said, I would love for you to come down and meet our missions pastor and talk more about how maybe we could blend our events to yep. have a greater impact mm-hmm. within the community community. And so when I came down and and met with Pastor Rusty, the missions pastor down there, he introduced Terry and I and said, anything we're collaborating on locally, Terry's going to be the go-to person. (laughs) And uh, we've been talking and friends and collaborating ever since. In fact, um, through our collaboration, I personally ended up going on a missions trip to Africa with Palm Valley Church last May. (laughs) So lots has grown out of that yeah. last two yeah. years of relationship from yeah. one meeting. So right, then. definitely. So tell us a little bit about the food bank. Now, is it just a food bank or do you have other off services there as well? Yeah, really great question. I think a lot of people, you know, hear our title, Agua Fria Food and Clothing Bank. And the first thing you think about is just food, emergency food boxes. And absolutely, that is probably one of our biggest and most popular offerings. Um, But we're so much more than just a food bank. We have our emergency food boxes that anyone can come in and get 
that lives in that Southwest Valley. We do have a specific geographic area, but it's pretty broad. Uh, we serve about seven different cities and anyone can come in with a photo ID. No referrals are required. Just bring photo ID and proof of current address and we'll get you an emergency food box for all the members of your household one time per calendar month. But we also know that there are people who need food assistance that either don't have a photo ID or don't have a way to store or prepare that perishable food items that we provide them with. And so we offer those people an alternative. They can come in every day that we're open, Monday through Friday, and get one of our daily lunch sacks. And it's going to be a pretty decent amount of food, a few drinks, some sandwiches, chips, crackers, granola bars, fruit, and some sort of dessert, enough food to sustain them for, through the day. Yeah. And they can come in every day that we're open and get one of those. So then that's our, our food distribution that we're doing regularly. Obviously, the title gives it away that we have a clothing <laughs> bank. Um, and our clothing bank is set up just like a thrift store. And so people can come in again once a month, photo ID, proof of current address, and they do their own shopping. And everything that we offer is free of charge. So there's no charge for the clothing. They get a specific number of items per member of the household. And all the members don't have to be present in order to get items. So, you know, moms can come in while their husbands are at work or kids are at school and get what they need for their family. Then in addition, we have a shower on site. So our clients who do find themselves without shelter um, can come in and take a shower. We give them 15 minutes to come in and shower. We provide them with a towel and a washcloth to borrow. And then everybody that showers with us gets a little hygiene kit that's going to have shampoo, conditioner, lotion, and soap in it. Um, and we know that in the West Side, there are not a lot of services like that. Right. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, think about it. If something were to happen tomorrow and you didn't have your shower at home, what would you do? Where would you go? Mm -hmm. You still want to look nice for work or maybe you're interviewing for a job, where would you go to get clean? And there are not a lot of places, um, but specifically the West Side is lacking in that type of resource. So it's it's one of our um, points of pride that we have the ability to offer that. We want to continue to be able to offer that service. In addition, we have kind of some monthly programs. Our baby care program is for 25 spots for babies age 0 to 12 months. Their parents can sign them up. Parents or guardians can can sign them up for that program. Once they're in the program, they're going to get a bag with diapers, wipes, formula. And then as the baby's age increases, we add additional items that we know are important for the baby's growth and health, like baby food, rice cereal, 100% juice. And then we love to add in the extras when we can. You know, everybody right. uh, likes, you know, a new rattle or a hand-knitted blanket mm -hmm. or hat when it's cold out. Uh, we like to put in bottles, anything that gets donated to us that's baby-specific. We try to offer that to our babies in the baby care program first. So that's a monthly program. It's also the most expensive program that we run. Right. Average, I was going to say, I was thinking yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the average retail cost of those bags is about $50. Wow. So if you haven't purchased formula lately, I mean, just one can of formula can run up to $40 a piece. Mm -hmm. So it is expensive. And it's also something that people don't necessarily think to donate. Right. People think about donating cereal or ramen noodles, but they don't necessarily think mm -hmm. to pick up an extra thing of diapers or right. wipes or formula to donate. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a great program, one that's definitely needed out in the West Side, and we're happy uh, that we're able to, to meet that additional type of need. 
Another one of our programs is our senior food boxes. So um, uh, for seniors who are 60 years of age or older, they can come in once a month and get a, a, a food box specific to their needs as a senior. Uh, that is a USDA program uh, called the Commodities Supplemental Food Program. So they can come in every month and get that. Um, and then we have our annual programs, which is a lot of our collaborations in the community come into play in our annual programs. We do two a year. Our biggest one is our Toys and More project, which is at the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, we partner with lots of different organizations to serve Christmas food boxes and uh, Christmas toys to students um, that are out there in that area. And then our second program that we do a big collaboration on is our Backpacks and More, which we're actually gearing up for right now. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, going to say. <laughs> yeah, those our, are big. Yeah. yeah. This one is our, our back to school and we're, we provide, you know, two brand new tops and bottoms for students who are in the schools. A lot of West Valley schools require school uniforms. School, yep. yeah. yeah, so we provide two tops, two bottoms, and then a backpack with school supplies through that program. And and that's where we do a lot of our collaborating with uh, Community Impact, um, other organizations out in the area, Salvation Army of Avondale, Care First Avondale Resource Center. So that's that's our big annual projects, yeah. those two. And a lot of times people don't realize those uh, like those Christmas programs or those back to school programs, those take months of yes. planning and logistics. Mm-hmm. And so this is the time, you know, actually in the spring or even towards the end of the school year, most programs like that are actually starting their back to school, yeah. <laughs> back to school programs because to to get that all organized. And as you were talking about all those different programs, are these all run by volunteers or how how are you running all these all these programs? <laughs> yes. Um I am the only full-time paid employee. Yeah. I do have one part-time paid employee that's there kind of running the day-to-day operations mm-hmm. so that I can be places like this. Yes. Uh and telling telling the world that we right. exist and and how they can help and support and and give uh financially but also of their time. And so yes, the only way we are able to keep our doors open are the amazing volunteers who mm-hmm. give of their time so generously. We have an average of about 50 volunteers that come into our Avondale location on a weekly basis that are serving uh, the community by just giving of their time, just being present, showing up and doing what needs to be done. So we're super grateful to have such an amazing group of volunteers on the West Side. And I imagine then, Terry, Community Impact, that's where, uh, when you were talking about having all those volunteers before, uh, that's where that really comes into play when you have such a great pool of volunteers to pull from when you have your own events or when there's other organizations that need that kind of support. Our church is about 4,000 and we do on the large events that we partner with, um, like last year for Toys and More, let me see, I have the figures here. We had 562 volunteers. Oh, wow. Um, We had, we served 641 families and 17 1,742 children with bags of toys. Uh, They were in Salvation Army bags. And each child got anywhere from four to five different gifts in Mm -hmm. in the bag. So it does bring a lot of volunteers. It does bring a lot of community. We have uh, waste management brings like the outside bathrooms because it's a whole morning event that starts at eight o'clock in the morning and ends like at two in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, for cleanup, it's almost five. The fun portion yeah. of it yeah. ends at two. Yeah. But we do pull from, um, the church is very, very supportive mm-hmm. in a lot of these things. But as far as planning, we start planning toys and more. We have our 
actually have our backpacks in more July 27th, mm-hmm. and we start planning toys and more August 1st. Yep. And then we have that in December. We do take a couple of weeks off in January. <laughs> just to breathe. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, important. Yeah. And then we start planning backpacks and more in February mm-hmm. uh, with our partners, and then we bring in the volunteer leaders and so forth later on. But it's... um it is year round for just those two projects. Yep. And then you do everything that Leanne does during the week and all the other community projects that we do during the week uh, or during the months. We don't ever do anything really weekly so much, but we do have probably one or two a month. But it takes a lot of them. And the people, you know, when, you, when you're out there serving the community um, and for us serving God, because that's what we're called to do, mm-hmm. it is just amazing to see not only the people that were helping smile and their reactions, but the people that are actually serving mm-hmm. and seeing how it impacts their lives is just phenomenal. Yeah, that's it's twofold when you volunteer, that impact. Yeah. What would you say, I mean, that's those are some really great numbers, 562 volunteers, you say that you had come out for that one event. What do you think are some of the reasons why you have such a great turnout of volunteers? Is it the project itself? Is it um, just that's them in the community? Is it something that you're doing to keep in front of them to remind them? I'm doing. (laughs) How about community impact? We won't put it all on you, Terry, but how about, I mean, what, what do you maybe attribute that to though? Because that's some, those are some big numbers. I think a lot of it is not just Palm Valley church because we have a lot of people that church that serve from four or five other churches. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it is just the, the churches that do, do messages on serving mm-hmm. and being out there in the community. Um, it's not about bringing people into the individual church. It's about just bringing the love of God out to them. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of the volunteers come from. We have also organizations. Chase Bank brought over almost 150 volunteers oh, wow. out for their community mm-hmm. uh, involvement. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is is I think part of it is the collaboration. Right. Yeah. You know, the fact the that, you know, initially a few years ago, Salvation Army was doing their own Christmas event. Palm Valley was doing their own Christmas right. event. Agua Fria Food and Clothing Bank was doing their own. And we all had our own pool of resources and volunteers. But when you come together and you bring together my 100 volunteers, your 50 volunteers, your 200 volunteers, and you put them all together, right. Right. Your, the ripple effect of that collaboration is significant. It is. And so it, it adds those numbers so quickly to where we can mm-hmm. say just in two years, we've got 562 volunteers showing up and the word spreads, mm-hmm. especially, I, I don't know about other places, but in the West Valley, the word spreads quickly that, hey, I went to this super fun event last year, Toys and More. You should come with me and volunteer next year. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. You know, come see Santa and Mrs. Claus. Come help the kids decorate their Christmas cookies. Help give out food boxes. Help, you know, do registration and check in, whatever, the whatever food, the fun the, the thing gift is. Bags in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's that multiplication, multiplication of efforts right. when you collaborate together. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. And instead of offering, you know, here's 50 different ways that you can help during the holidays, because a lot of people right. are looking for ways to help, you know, during the holidays or even throughout the year. And it gets to the point where, you know, what do they call that? Where you have so many choices, you just decide not to make one at all. Right. You know, it's just yeah, that overload. 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 Yeah. 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 But when you collaborate and come together as organizations, mm-hmm. you're not just offering, um, you know, that one, you know, big activity or, or you, you're really just p- focusing all of that energy into one spot instead of having to spread it all out. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different ways you can participate. You right. don't have to be there on that Saturday yep. morning. You can purchase 
the gifts. Mm-hmm. You can take the registration. You can help um, in so many other different ways. Go out and try and get funding, mm-hmm. you know, donations from businesses. I mean, there's just a lot of different ways. Volunteer to do the paperwork. Volunteer to do the input because every application we take has to be input into a system so we can know what to get, right, know the toys right. to go buy and so forth. So it is, it's a huge conglomerate. Conglomerate? Conglomerate. conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to have. And um, I think it's great. I think it'll grow. I'm hoping it'll grow the more people. But what I think is also really great when Leanne was talking, we actually have some of the families that we uh, serve and there are guests at this event. Mm-hmm. They have come back the next year and wanted to serve on it Oh wow! and give back, yeah. which it just warms your heart when that happens. Mm-hmm. We probably had, I would say 20 families that did that this coming this past year that wanted to say when they registered, they said, okay, we want to register, but we want to come and help serve as oh, well. That's so nice. it was really cool to and put them in different places where yeah. they could see the other side of it and actually feel like they were doing something, which was to me, that was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it sounds like you really make this an opportunity for anyone. So, oh, absolutely. You know, regardless of what their background might be or maybe mm-hmm. some skills that they may have or even just it could be that somebody's never volunteered before and comes mm-hmm. into this thing. I'd want to help. I just don't, you know, I don't just don't know what I want to do yet. You have a lot of different opportunities. We have a ton of opportunities. Yeah, a lot of different opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's also really important for us who are kind of planning and coordinating these events, both backpacks and more and toys and more to not just give them something for the day. So you mm-hmm. can give them a bag of Christmas toys and a box of food to get them having a nice Christmas day. But we also want to provide them with resources. So things that they can use throughout the year to help them get back to a place where they don't need the assistance anymore. And so at both events, we take extra time and attention to setting up a resource area where we connect and and collaborate with other nonprofits out in the area and say, hey, come have a table at this event and talk to all our families and tell them about what you're offering, whether that's APS, and SRP coming and telling them about how to get discounts on their utilities, whether that's the Boys and Girls Club being there to say, hey, you can come and use our our facilities after school for these activities at these great prices. You know, Girl this scouts. year for, yeah, um, definitely. Um, this year dental. for, this year for <laughs> yeah. backpacks and more, we're going to be having, you know, uh, lots of new exciting things. Um, every kid has to have immunizations before right. school starts. So we're going to be able to provide those for free through our connections and our resources. So we want to make sure that we're helping our, our families and our clients in ways beyond just that one day right. of the year. It's or not that just one a band-aid. It's not just, you yeah. know, for that day. Absolutely. It's some, it's some wraparound, you know, so right. you're really coming all around what they need and not just, you know, putting, you know, putting a little band-aid on it for that time being. It's something that is, you know, it gets bigger over time mm-hmm. too yeah. and grows and just more services get added to it and it's, it has a greater impact. Yeah. And, that seems to be the area that the parents hang out in the most. They're really excited because a lot of them don't even know that that's available yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I love that aspect of it. So what are some other unique uh, partnerships then that you've kind of got going in the um, community with the food bank and these events? 
At the Aqua Free Food and Clothing Bank is very blessed. We have been at our location in Avondale, in the Old Town Avondale area, for 23 years oh, now. Wow. So they have a long history of partnerships and collaborations that started way before me. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm super grateful for those. We were originally founded in the Presbyterian Church. And so we have a lot of Presbyterian Church partners, and we have expanded that to so many other churches in the area. So one of our biggest supports for volunteers as well as for funding and resources is the churches. Mm -hmm. And they have a good pulse on the community around where they are, where they're located. And so we collaborate with lots of churches. Some of our greatest supporters uh, are actually up in the Sun City area. And, you know, they're always excited to say, hey, we heard that you have a baby care program. We're thinking we want to do a baby care drive and we're going to center it around Mother's Day. None of us have kids anymore that we're buying for. Let us go do fun things like buy diapers and formula for you and we'll donate it all. You know, we'll bring it in on Mother's Day weekend. So we love when our community partners... uh, um, you know, step up with creative ideas and ways to serve and and to give that don't necessarily result in them having to come down to the food right. bank. I mm-hmm. mean, our building's not very big. <laughs> and when you, you might not meet, want all those people yeah, there at one exactly. time. <laughs> exactly. So we love it when people get creative yeah. about ways to give. I mean, I had a, a little young guy who was probably about 10 and uh, he was in karate and part of getting his next level belt was to give back and to serve. And he had the idea that he wanted to collect socks and underwear for the homeless men. And so he took that upon himself. He said, what do you need? I told him. And he initiated everything with his parents' support. And he collected and then brought down personally and dropped off all the socks and underwear for our, our, our clients. Oh, what a great and so, Yeah, we love those types of collaborations. Obviously, we have our, our big collaborative partners right. like Community Impact, like Salvation Army, like the Care First Avondale Resource Center. We have some of our, our business partners like Chase Bank and others. But sometimes it's just the individuals mm-hmm. with the heart to to collaborate with you and to partner with you. The the people who show up and say, you know, I wanted to give, but what do you actually need? It's a great question. Mm-hmm. You know, people think, oh, I'll just, you know, get this or that. But we have different needs at different times right. of the year. Mm-hmm. So asking, like, what's the need is always super helpful. And so we're so grateful and so blessed by so many of our, our collaborative partners that are both business and church and individual. And we're grateful for those. Yeah. And I was going to say just that you're so open to those different types of partnerships or even just ways that, you know, individuals or businesses want to give back. Because when you're open to that, you know, it's nice to have somebody come in with their own ideas and not having to come up with it all on your own every time. But that just shows how great those partnerships are within your community that you've got people coming to you and know about your um, organization and coming to you and saying, hey, there's, you know, we really want to do something. What do you need and what what can we do to help give back? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then going back to when you were talking about, you know, all the different churches and um, people coming together. I mean, obviously, there's those are there's their actual people and individuals right. <laughs> that are doing that um, who may be business owners. And again, right. it's a great way um, for your organization, you know, through that partnership to get into even maybe some more businesses and, yeah. and working that way. One of our partners, I think, that really got us started in a lot of this, especially um, in some of the areas where we've actually been able to expand out and create the 
community impact mm-hmm. um, nonprofit. We're really one of our really partners is Avondale School District mm-hmm. because we've started with them seven years ago and just reaching out to them and saying, okay, what do you need? Just like people do with Aquafria Food Bank. Mm-hmm. It was like, what do you need? And they were really <laughs> had a whole list, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which all schools do. Right. And so we've got involved with them, which grew us as far as in the community to the Aquafria Food Bank Salvation Army. And even to where businesses like this year, we needed a, bu- a building to store all of the gifts that come in because you figure it's 1,700 kids and yeah. Five gifts for that's over ten thousand gifts. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we have to, to, to sort out, yes. bag up per child, look to see what they want because everybody is like a, well, the Salvation Army Angel Tree cards where mm-hmm. they're buying for a specific child. Right. So we had to back all that up. And one of the uh, businesses that's down the street from us, they had a warehouse type vacancy, and they said, "Yeah, you guys can use this for thirty days." That's great. And so it was just awesome that they come to the table just because they'd heard about us, right? The community impact, the Toys and More project, through all the different partnerships that they came to us and was able to, yeah. And that's a great table on that. Yeah, and that's a great point. One of the things I always try to point out for businesses that are wanting to give back, you don't necessarily have to give back with a check. You don't necessarily have to give back with, oh, we only have two employees. What kind of, you know, employee volunteer day could we have? Um, There are other things that businesses have, like you said, storage space. 30,000 square feet. Yes. That was a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, Yeah. that's a lot. Um, Years ago when I used to do toy drives, I worked for a... um, a women's shelter for a period of time and we did toy drives and we didn't have a ton of room. It was literally, you know, people's offices. Hi, excuse me. Can I put a bag of toys in your corner over there? You know, next thing you know, they come in the next day and there's another mountain of toys. But um, yeah, just looking for that space. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, not just for that, but I'm assuming for the backpack drive too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need some space to keep those things. Yeah. And it's, and it's a great opportunity then also for those businesses that maybe do have a good pool of uh, employees to work from mm-hmm. have hosting those drives and yeah. you know what's unique to your business what do your employees want to asking them what do you want to get together maybe they don't want to get together and get you know backpacks and school supplies but maybe they want to do something revolves around blankets or mm-hmm. well, diapers or yeah, we actually have a love our school days and mm-hmm. so last year what we did with the community is we brought free oil changes and some, you know, car analysis to all the teachers in the oh, district wow. because they would just come off the red, Ed for Ed, mm-hmm. Red for Ed. <laughs> um, and so they were kind of down. So we did that. We brought them in and we had a couple of different auto shops around donate the oil. Nice. Uh, Christian Brothers was one of them and they donate all the oil. And so just things like yep. that. It's mm-hmm. just not, not, not all necessarily money. Right. It's just time what they have in excess or mm-hmm. what they can give to us. Yeah. Some of our most unique partnerships with the Agua Fria Food and Clothing Bank have shown up in an even more rural area. So we actually have two locations. We have our main location in Avondale, but then we also have a secondary location that's smaller out in the Tonopah area, oh, which right. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with the Tonopah uh-huh. area, but keep going west on the 10, like yeah. you're heading to California. Right. And, and you're all right before there. you get to Disneyland. <laughs> there is Tonopah. Um, but our location out there, for years has been partnering and collaborating with the Palo Verde power plant out there, uh, APS. And so they bring about 90 to 100 volunteers every Christmas and help us to distribute our Christmas food boxes and toys out there. 
the Tonopah Fire Department actually has been the ones that's that have been coordinating the toy drive for us every year. And so we just get to focus on the food part mm-hmm. and the, the firemen out there, firewomen. They collect all the toys. They set up the whole area. They bring their own volunteers to run it. Palo Verde brings their volunteers, who I know many of them look forward every year to this one day a year yeah. that we all get together in the freezing cold at five in the morning <laughs> and set everything up and assemble those boxes. Um, and then just just this year, uh, the building out there that we've had for a little while when we opened in two th- um, yeah, 2009, we needed some repairs. It was really not in great shape. And so I had been really just begging out there in the community. <laughs> I need some help. We, you know, we need some partners out here, some people in the community to step up and help us take some ownership of this location. We're here serving your people in the community. And so we don't want to just always be bringing our, our connections and our resources from in the city out. Right. Let's, let's have some ownership out here. And, you know, maybe one of the more unexpected partners kind of popped up and the Whiskey Runners, um, which is a biker club out oh, there, nice. said, hey, you know, we care and yeah. we want to do something. And o- over the last six months, they have helped us um, to get a brand new roof installed, oh, all wow. new windows installed, all new siding, installed central heat and AC in our unit. I mean, these are our big, big things that they, you know, and I said, how, how can we help? And they said, you just tell us what you need. <laughs> and they used their club members' connections mm-hmm. from their own jobs yep. and their own crafts to get the supplies donated. And then they donated their own labor and their own time to do all of this. And it didn't have to come out of the food bank's budget right. at all. And what an amazing blessing and gift, not just for the Agua Fria Food and Clothing Bank, but for the people of that community that now are going to get to continue to come and receive assistance from that location for years to come because this club, the Whiskey Runners, stepped up and said, hey, we want to partner with you and we think you're doing great work. How can we help? What skills, what talents, what connections do we have? I didn't know any roofers out there. I didn't know anybody that would help donate siding. So, but they did. They yep. did because of their jobs and because of their own networks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so those are the really cool, unique types of relationships that come up out of nowhere yeah, and become some really, of your most prized yep. and valued relationships and collaborations. Yeah. People, People, oh, oh, go ahead. People yeah. want to help. Yes. You do. just need to tell them what you want and mm-hmm. what you need. And so much of the time we're afraid to go to people and ask. But we're finding out the more I do this, which <laughs> is very uncomfortable at the beginning yeah. was to do this. But the more I reach out to people, they want to help. They mm-hmm. want to be there for things. They want, you know, it's the love of their human man and, and their community. They yep. want to make their communities better. Yeah. You know, they just have to ask. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say. So you, you mentioned you were out there and you were, you were doing maybe some begging. Okay. But <laughs> why do you attribute, you know, that too, to being able to, cause it does sound like you've really, you know, that's a very unique partnership um, really? with, with that, um, with that organization. But, and, they were willing to jump in and do a lot for you. So what do you attribute that to? Like maybe if somebody's listening and they're thinking, gosh, you know, we could really use some partnerships like that. What is maybe some pointers or tips or how do you attribute that, that to you? 
You have to network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to build relationship. And I think that that's probably the the number one thing that I've seen in the last three and a half years is once I, you know, was able to bring in our operations manager and freed me up from having to be there at the food bank every minute of every day. And it gave me the freedom and ability to get out into the community. And whether it's to, you know, contact someone from the Rotary or from the Lions Club or the Kiwanis Club or the whomever and say, hey, can I sit down with you at Starbucks and just talk for 30 minutes to 60 minutes about the Agua Fria Food and Clothing Bank? Can I invite you to come down and take a tour of the facility? Mm-hmm. Come see where we are. We, you know, we're cursed and blessed in our location because we're right in the heart of the need. We're right in a really residential area in, in a place that has a lot of people that need our services, but it prevents us from having any street visibility. Yeah. And as a nonprofit, I don't have a large budget for marketing. You're looking at the marketing department <laughs> right here. She does it very well. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's important that I am out. I right. am the billboard. Our board members, you are the billboard for this organization. So going out and talking to people and building those relationships, because that's the only way that people are going to know, one, that you exist, yep. two, the good work that you're doing, and three, what you need and how they can partner. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Terry, you touched on that when you said, you know, in the beginning, it was really hard for you, mm-hmm. but now it's getting a little bit easier. Is it just from doing it so often or is it just, what, uh, what do you think that's about? I don't know. I've never had a problem talking to people, <laughs> except when there's a microphone in front of me. <laughs> but um, asking for money or donations or, oh, can you give something has always been a little difficult. But I think what's been really cool for me is everybody we've asked, we haven't been turned down. Mm-hmm. And so that always builds confidence when you know that, oh, there are people out there that want to help. Right. And I think just doing it over and over and over again mm-hmm. and, and getting that confidence. And I think when you do, if there is a, an opportunity or a time comes when you do get turned down, realizing that it's maybe just not a good fit at this time, but at least they know now. And at never least, take it personal. Right. They're not turning you down. <laughs> right. They're just turning the situation right, down for right. whatever reason. Yeah. But it was hard for me not to take it personal. Mm-hmm. But once I learned that, too, it's not personal. It's just, you know, they didn't have the resources maybe at that time or because they don't really give you any reason why. Right. Well, but, they um, might not even know at that time, know, you know, right. but, but it's something that once they maybe give it some more thought mm-hmm. or maybe they three, four months from now, they see it again or, right. you know, see the event happening and go, oh, gosh, I, you know, that's what they were talking about. Right. That's what I could be a part of. OK, then maybe they come around to being able to participate in that. Yeah. And you're, you're sowing seeds. I mean, our organization has been there 23 years. So some of those seeds were sown long before I came along. And so I'm reaping the harvest Mm -hmm. from before, but now as I'm building new relationships, it's important to remember that I'm planting a new seed and it may not, you know, grow to be a fruitful anything for another six months or a couple of years, but I'm planning for the longevity of the organization. So whether I'm there in three years or someone else is there in three years, the organization can continue to grow and be fruitful because of the harvest that I'm planting now as I build those relationships and make those connections. Oh, most definitely. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, again, that's one of those things that I think people just really need to hear and and kind of take in and, and sit on for a little bit because you know, like we were talking about, just because you asked somebody that one time, it might not be right for them then, but you need to look at this as, um, you know, long-term, you know, how can you work with them in a long-term partnership? What does this look like down the road? 
um, and them knowing as well that you're going to reciprocate and it's not going to be that they're just going to do something, you know, great for you or spend their time with you or money or resources or whatever. And then that's it. And you're going to move on to the next one. So knowing that you're open to partnership, I'm sure has a huge impact on the success. Yeah. And it's building those relationships. Yep. It's build, taking time with them and building the relationships. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So what are some of your your biggest needs then out there at the food bank? We've been talking about, you know, the backpacks and at Christmas time. And I think one of the things that I always like to point out to people is people aren't just hungry um, at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, they're hungry all throughout <laughs> oh, the year. Very true. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of those things then that you're encouraging people to think about throughout the year as as your needs arise. Yeah. I mean, as you already pointed out, obviously, uh, the food bank industry, it, it can be very cyclical. Obviously, the biggest time of need, but also the biggest donation season comes around the holidays. That October to January timeframe, we just get inundated with donations. And then we have to find a way to store all of that right. and then spread it out throughout the low donation seasons, which is really kind of right now through August, September is when things really start to slow down. You know, especially in the West Side, we have a lot of snowbirds. So they're there during these winter months and their giving of their time and of their resources, and then they leave. Yep. <laughs> and then so during the lose... summer, it's like a ghost town. <laughs> yes. So we, we lose our donors. Yeah. We lose our volunteers during that, that time frame. So reminding people, like you said, that we're a year-round organization and the hunger doesn't stop just because it gets warm out. In many ways, it increases. People are using our showers a lot more. They're coming in for water. They're coming in just to have a cool place to be. Uh, they're coming in for sunscreen and hats if they're out, you know, in the elements all day long or needing to swap out shoes so that they have protection for their feet. So those, the, the, as the seasons change, as time changes, there are different needs. So so checking in year-round and finding out what the need is at the moment is always something I encourage. Also keeping in mind that as a food bank, we have the ability to stretch your dollar a lot further than you do. And so I know people like to buy that jar of peanut butter, that box of cereal and feel good about that. And that is so amazing. And I would never discourage that. But also know that if you give us that dollar that you might have spent on the box of cereal, which actually cereal is really expensive. <laughs> I know. I was like, where are you dollars? Yeah, it's like four bucks for a box of cereal. Um, but anyways, if you if you give us those $4, we can, you know, through our buying power and through our, our relationships and connections can get exactly what we need. You know, we have a 5,400 square foot building in Avondale. And one of our biggest challenges that we face is the fact that we're maxed out on space. Mm-hmm. So if if people bring in all of their canned goods at the holidays, it means I got to figure out where to store all, all of that. This, yes. mm-hmm. And it's a big challenge that we struggle with. So you giving us your $4 means that when my cereal shelf gets low, I can go get that cereal right. and put it. Not now that my shelf is full, you're giving me four boxes of cereal, you know? So it's very helpful. Those monetary unrestricted donations are obviously Mm -hmm. very valuable. Right now, our biggest need besides the fact that our building is too small, (laughs) it's a blessing. We love our building, but uh, it is a challenge space-wise. But the biggest need we're facing, um, and there was um, an article came out in in the West Valley View newspaper just a couple months ago uh, sharing about it, is that during our busiest time of year, right before Thanksgiving, uh, we have three vehicles. We had two box trucks in a van, and our biggest box truck died. Uh-oh. Just 
gone yeah. <laughs> right before Thanksgiving. Oh. And our, our second one started having issues and is just now very undependable and not really safe for us to ask volunteers to drive. So we've gone from being a fleet of three vehicles to just one, mm. our, our cargo van. And none of our vehicles, they're all older and they have ongoing maintenance issues that are obviously no longer color- covered under any warranties. Right. And none of them are refrigerated. So picking up food and product in the summer here is a challenge. Yeah. So right now, our biggest need and, and what we've been, you know, kind of trying to get the word out about is our need for trucks. We have priced those and, you know, to purchase new is ideal, but also very expensive. So for a refrigerated box truck with a lift gate, which is really what would best meet our needs, it's going to cost us about $120,000. And a refrigerated van for doing our ongoing pickups each week, um, it's going to cost us about $40,000. So we're looking at an investment of about $160,000 this year, you know, which is significant when looking at our our annual operating (laughs) budget. We're talking, you know, like half almost of what, what we would normally be spending in a year. So that's one of our our biggest needs right now. We're also in need of some talents and resources. So we're looking for new board members. So I'm always looking for um, people who are, you know, maybe they've been working in a job in a specific industry, but they're looking for something to ignite a passion that they have that maybe isn't being able to be used in their current employment. Um, we need people with skills and networks and connections, especially in the area of just strategic planning, in the area of fundraising. Um, and that doesn't just have to mean knocking on people's doors and asking for money. <laughs> right. It could mean, you know, events or, right. um, yeah. you know, just creative uh, connections. Right. If, you know, if, if we knew someone, you know, that was in the automobile industry that could help us with those connections and ways to get specific funds for those types of Mm -hmm. projects like the trucks. So we're looking for board members. And then right now, I'm currently looking for an operations manager position. And so <laughs> there, there are lots of ways yeah. that people can can get involved and help us to meet our needs. Obviously, we're coming into our backpacks and more. So we're looking for sponsors for that program. You know, it's about $40 to sponsor a child for the backpack backpack some more event that's going to get them two two tops two bottoms brand new and a backpack mm-hmm. with school supplies so there are lots of sponsorship opportunities available there and as we head into the summer water is yeah, a really right. big need and so bottled water is something that um, we're always looking for and and welcoming with open arms so those are probably some of our biggest needs right now in in the ways of both um you know time talents and treasures right. but there are always ongoing needs and does so. the food bank qualify for the Arizona tax credit yes, yes. we definitely do so, we are an yes. eligible Arizona tax Perfect. credit so individuals up to 400 and fi- filing jointly couples is up to 800 so yeah great and then Terry for people who are wanting to um, get involved with community impact what um, what types of opportunities do you have what, who are you looking for how should they get involved we're looking for anybody that would like to partner with us again with space that we need we could use space actually year-round to store all this stuff to store yeah I just gave them a already. pallet of toys this yeah. week so. <laughs> so, she's like we specifically need a place for a yeah, pallet we of toys don't, we don't uh, need it for another eight months <laughs> yeah but we'll take it yeah yes. and we yes. do we have stuff coming in all the time yeah. like we just did easter baskets for foster kids but i'm getting tons and tons of more easter stuff mm-hmm. coming in obviously we can't store the candy but a lot of the gifts and the baskets and so we are looking for a space for that 
Um, we're looking for partners that want to come in and, and work alongside of Aquafia Food Bank, Salvation Army, for all kinds of things. I mean, mm-hmm. just they can call me. We can go over what they have to offer. Funding, again, donations. If somebody knows right. how to do a fundraiser, we would love to have a fundraiser yeah. for community impact for all the projects that go on in the community. So just and where are you located? Where is Community Impact located? Is is do you have a location where people can come and get more information, they or can at least email know where? Me. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, so it's Terry T E R E at A Z Community Perfect. And Leanne, how are people should people get in touch with um, with the food bank and finding out what your needs are? We always encourage people to check out our website, which is AFFCB.org. It's our acronym, Agua Fria Food and Clothing Bank. So check out our website. And then if you want more information, you can just email directly to info, I-N-F-O, at AFFCB.org. All right. Well, perfect. Well, thank you both so much, ladies. Loved talking with you, Leanne. Just all the all the pieces of knowledge, I guess, or the tips that you had as far as growing those relationships. I love the metaphor you used about, you know, planting those seeds and nourishing them and taking care of them over time. You're not going to, you may be not seeing those fruits of your labor right away, but encouraging people to keep at it. And um, regardless if you are, um, you know, a nonprofit or community organization, you just you know, keeping at it and nourishing those relationships, nurturing those relationships so that down the road, like you said, you're really kind of reaping the harvest of, of all that right now. Yeah. Definitely. So thank you both so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. You've been listening to 3C Amplified, where we share how others are connecting, creating, and collaborating to amplify their impact. And we hope we've inspired you to do the same in your community. Until next time, I'm Jacqueline DeStremps with Another Hand Advantage. Let me help create a digital marketing strategy to put your organization's mission in front of your target audience and highlight the impact you're having in your community. Thank you. Thank you.